the K-hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brand, and joining me this week to talk about Catch Me If You Can, Kayla Chapin, friend of the show. Hey! Did you miss me? <laughs> I mean, the real question is, did you miss the Kardashians? Because I know you don't normally keep up. Wow, you know what? It was good to uh, reacquaint myself. Yeah. Especially, we've got some hot things going on right now, so... We really do. Yeah, it's it's good to stay on top of it. So this keeps me this keeps me on top of everything that that I need to know about celebrity gossip and news and happy to be here. Yeah, we are so happy to have you back, but let's talk about some IRL news before we get into this episode. Um, I want to say <laughs> IMO some of the biggest news that we have this week, uh, Chris Jenner officiated Colton Haynes's wedding. Yeah, I had to Google who that was because I didn't know. Um, and I still don't know. Well, I mostly know him because he <laughs> is a, like, CW actor who was outed without his consent, like, very early in his career. Would I know about that? Probably not. He was, like, not on a lot of people's radar at the time. And now, I want to say his husband is a florist. He is. Oh, he my He is God. a florist, and that's all I needed to know. I Googled him, too. What's his name? Jeff. Something. Jeff something. Latham. Yes. Yeah, he's a florist. I Googled it, and so it didn't, it didn't take long for me, as a former florist, to get on board with this union. Little known fact. Okay, as a florist, do you have opinions about his floral arrangement skills? I didn't dig that deep. Uh, I quickly got on his website, and it seemed very design forward, so I'm sure he is also good with florals. <laughs> One can only assume. I mean, I hope his wedding was beautiful and it had nothing but the best flowers. Oh, same. I would fucking love to be a celebrity florist. Can you imagine? I think, like, one of the top goals for florists in general is, like, the Rose Parade and, like, the White House. The end. Yeah. Those are your, like, career goals. Well, I'm sure we'll see beautiful photos of the floral arrangements on Instagram. I hope to see some pics of Kris Jenner. I can already picture her, like, very tight, Botoxed oh. smile in, like, a black and white photo booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just calling him as I see him. Um, additionally, this week, Courtney and Kendall both appeared on Ellen for Ellen's Halloween episode. Yeah, what did you think of that? Well, it definitely, once again, confirms that Chloe and Kylie are definitely pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to explain what happened on Ellen? Yeah, I, I would love to. So um, Ellen comes out, and she is dressed up as a Kardashian sister, the sixth Kardashian sister, Carla, whom you may not have heard of, but uh, she's blonde, and I didn't know that. <clears throat> um, but anyway, she was, like, going on and on and made the comment that she was going to announce that Courtney was pregnant. And Courtney then, of course, herself comes out to uh, dispel that rumor. And then Carla Kardashian then decides that uh, she's going to out Kendall as a pregnant Kardashian sister as well. <laughs> she's going to out her as a pregnant. <laughs> but Kendall comes out as well and uh, also confirms that she is not pregnant where is uh, Kylie and Chloe? No one knows. They're home pregnant is <laughs> what they are. The skit itself was kind of awkward and weird, but um, I thought Ellen made a funny Kardashian, personally. No, I thought that that was a very interesting and kind of fun choice uh, for the family to do. I'm definitely curious how much these photos of pregnant Chloe and Kylie are going to go for. They are holding out for something big. And I don't even know if I can wrap my head around the kind of payout that they're going to see. I can't either, but it's all I've been thinking about, honestly. Everything I think about is like, how are these girls going to capitalize on this monetarily? And this means literally anything that I hear about. Anything that happens. (laughs) 
Um, we did see a glimpse of Chloe out and about. We also saw Chloe's Halloween costume. We know she's pregnant, but she's not showing quite yet. So they've got a little bit of time to figure out who the highest bidder is going to be. What was Chloe's Halloween costume? Because I didn't see it. She was Khaleesi and Christian. Christian? No. Tristan. You're trying to make him into a Kardashian. Ooh. Yes. He's going to have <laughs> yeah, to change his name when name. he marries into the family. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Tristan was Cal, Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo. How do you say that? Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't watch the Thrones. Cal, Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo. Yeah. But speaking of uh, Halloween costumes, we have some Halloween costumes to cover ourselves. Um, so far, we've seen four kin costumes, which we are going to break down. But just this afternoon, we finally saw a glimpse into Courtney's Halloween costume, which was a Bonnie and Clyde couple's costume with her boyfriend, Eunice, who we are also going to get to later in this episode. Mm-hmm. But the true piece de resistance of this Halloween weekend and Halloween, because Halloween went on far too long this year. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know what? I wore cat ears to work yesterday, and my boss was like, you haven't had enough of Halloween? And I was like, but today is actual Halloween. If I can't wear cat ears today, when can I wear them? Like, the people I work with, yesterday they were like, I feel like I already had my Halloween. Because it's just been going on for that long. Which is how Kim managed to cram four different Halloween costumes into this past week. It's true. It's been a long one. She teased them. She did periscopes while she was getting ready for them. It was like a periscopes. People still do that. Yeah, dude. I was watching her periscope when she checked her Twitter and then announced that Cardi B had gotten engaged to Offset. Oh my god. That's how I found out. (laughs) I was on Kim Kardashian's periscope and she checked her Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It was really. I just found out on Twitter. It was good. So. Kim's also really into the JFK files, but they, according to Kim, are a distraction from all of the fucked up shit that's happening, which is exactly right. I find it funny that she's really into the JFK files, considering what happened in this episode, but we'll get to that. Oh, we will. But point being, Kim teased these Halloween costumes quite a bit. She, in her Periscope, said, this Halloween is all about Kim. She's not doing matching outfits with her kids. She's not matching with Kanye. She's just going all out for her own sake. And every costume she teased was going to be an icon. So we started with Cher. I wasn't that excited because we've seen Kim do Cher, I feel like, a thousand times. It's maybe been three yeah. times, but it's it's been done. And every time we're like, oh, wow, yeah, she can really pull off Cher. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, maybe the added bonus was Jonathan as Sonny, but I, you know, I don't care for that, really. She could have pulled any random man off of the street for Sonny, and I think I would have preferred that. Oh, I don't know. I think Jonathan made a good Sonny. Do you? That's, yeah. I don't have any reasoning behind it. I just, it's just how I feel in my heart. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) This was followed by... Madonna. This was a matching outfit actually with Courtney because Courtney was Michael Jackson. I liked uh, Courtney better as Michael Jackson. Oh, that was definitely the more fun costume. Yeah, absolutely. I think she pulled it off a lot better. Yeah. That's just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney and menswear is a throwback classic. It takes me back to happier times. Wow, we'll miss it. Then. But then we got to get to these last two. I wish I wish we didn't have to. <laughs> Me too, because there's been a lot of a lot of debate about these two costumes and I think rightfully so because it is a complex issue. Because Kim went as both Aaliyah and Selena. She did that. She went as Aaliyah from the Try Again video, which is an iconic which really brought look. me back. Yeah. It's an iconic look, and I've had that song stuck in my head for the last several days because of it. But I'm just like, no, don't, don't take that from me. 
<laughs> don't take real Aaliyah in the try again video. I don't want to watch that video tomorrow because I might. And then be thinking about Kim Kardashian. A white! But you will be. And the Selena outfit. Demi Lovato did the exact same Selena outfit. Um, and did you see that one of the um, Fifth Harmony girls did Aaliyah as well this year? Oh. Um, Aaliyah wow. from whatever movie that was that she was in. Queen of the Damned? Queen of the Damned, yeah. Oh, yes. It was good. That's an iconic look. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would Incredible. Yeah, it was quite good. But there's rightfully a lot of debate around these two costumes because Kim is a white woman and Aaliyah is black and Selena is Latina. Kim has a history of appropriating looks and styles that originate with black women. She has a history of darkening her skin for photo shoots with spray tanner. I know she did spray tan for the share look. She looked a little darker than normal to me in the Aaliyah costume. So while, while those outfits might not fit the definition of blackface, I definitely cringed. Me too. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan. We could have stopped after Madonna for all I cared. I mean, there are, there are other legends, right? I don't know, probably. I mean, we could have frankly stopped at one day of Halloween. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, we could have had share version 8.0. Yeah. I've been done with it. Yeah. Yesterday. Exactly. Only. But Kim's Halloween costumes weren't the only thing we got a behind-the-scenes look at this week because we also got this bonus uh, footage from Keeping Up With The Kardashians, uh, a look into the life of sponsored content. It's a deleted scene. Why did they do this? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> Tell us about it. It is this quick deleted scene from the series, and Kim has to post on Instagram about, it's not Fit Tea, it's a Fit Tea competitor. And she and Steph are just trying to figure out how to take the best photo. Jonathan's with them, and it's very obvious that Kim has never consumed this drink she has they have to first figure out how to make the drink. Yes. <laughs> before they can figure out how to take the spawn con. <laughs> yes. And then they have they to... they don't know how to make it. They have to stage it. Kim does not drink it at any point in time. No. Steph is there manning um, an instant camera. So now we know why Kim's Instagram pictures all look like that. They take like 12 photos for the spawn con. <laughs> Stand over like the kitchen counter with them all laid out and mm -hmm. critiquing each one for pros and cons before they decide on which one they're going to post to Insta. I mean, it's more effort than Scott put in when he copied and pasted the content of that email into a sponsored Instagram post. Do you know what I'm <laughs> talking about? No. <laughs> um... There was a Scott SpawnCon, this was a couple of years ago, where he copied and pasted the content of the whole email, not just the line that they wanted to give him. So <laughs> the caption ended up being like, please post at three o'clock uh, Pacific time, and then like the content. Oh my god. Yeah. So, but in more effort than Scott, and that's why she gets paid the big bucks. I did read that she gets paid $500,000 per Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. How do I get on that level? <laughs> <laughs> I, that just doesn't, I don't know how real that seems to me because I just can't. For that stupid skinny t-shirt. <laughs> Excuse me. If you would like to sponsor the K-Hole podcast, please email <laughs> Ashley Brandt. <laughs> fit tea. I mean, the thing is, I would actually drink the fit tea. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I'm a better deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but hit us up on the K-Hole. Let us know if you would drink fit tea, because that is the burning question on our minds. Let us know if you have drank fit tea. Yeah, I want to know. Very curious how that tastes. Not well, I imagine. <laughs> um, but let's get into Catch Me If You Can. This was 
another episode driven primarily by the ongoing Courtney and Scott drama. This is an evolved iteration of the Courtney and Scott drama because Scott is being uniquely antagonistic. <laughs> yeah, I would say pretty aggressively antagonistic. This is really another another low in the breakup. I don't really know where Scott is in the five stages of mourning this relationship. Maybe he's at anger at this point. Is it depression, anger? No. Denial, depression, anger, bargaining, acceptance? <laughs> yeah. Do, do a Google for me, Kayla. Five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yeah. Okay. So, anger? No. Do you think he's at bargaining? I think he might be at bargaining. um, Possibly because they mention that uh, at dinner, Courtney mentions that he has texted her and told her that he wants to move back in with the family. And they're just going to have an open relationship. And have an open relationship. What kind of bargain is that? <laughs> he also said he was, he, didn't he say he put his house on the market? He was yes. just like forcing her hand. Yeah. So. Yes. Correct. Yeah, I would say we're at bargaining. <laughs> <laughs> so we just got to like wait another two years for Scott to work through depression to get to acceptance, I think. Yeah, no, we depression is number one. Oh, no, denial. It? Shit, you're right. Fucking, yeah. We already just talked about it. I just read them out to you, and I'm trying to fight you on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're right. He needs to be depressed. I think he's been depressed. Maybe he's. Maybe he didn't get to acceptance, and now he has to start the process over. <laughs> I believe it. He seems to be stuck somewhere between denial, bargaining, and anger at all times. Yeah. Well, and depression. He, he's really, yeah. he's really <laughs> straddling got all five. Four. The first four stages down. He's perfected he, them. Let's go. Let's do the next one. We'll all feel better. Yeah. I mean, he is trying to move on in some way, or <laughs> really he's trying to have it, eat his, he's trying to have his cake and eat it too, because this episode overlaps with his brief dalliance with Bella Thorne. Another person that I had to Google because I didn't know who she was either. (laughs) What do you think of Bella Thorne? I still don't even know who she is. (laughs) She's whatever. She is like if Miley Cyrus never broke through on Hannah Montana. She's like if Miley Cyrus hit the legal drinking age without having made her first like $50 million. Yes. She's like, what? She's. I have no, like. I look at her, I feel nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Scott apparently felt something because he took Bella Thorne to Cannes to follow Courtney and her 24 year old boy toy. Eunice. Oh, she's 20. Bella Thorne? Bella Thorne is 20. She was born in 1997, I just wanted to That's disgusting. Yeah. It's truly offensive. I remember being alive that year. I definitely do because I'm much older than you, but I was nearly 10. (laughs) I forget that sometimes. Yeah, I was babysitting you in 1997. (laughs) Oh, God. But at the intersection (laughs) of this ongoing, you know, IRL drama that takes up our A-plot with the reveal of Courtney's new man, Scott's many women that he met up with at Cannes. We also have a couple of more, I would say, manufactured plots occupying our B and C slots this week. Wait, can I, can I jump in with one more Bella Thorne thing? Yeah, you can. As someone who didn't know who she was one hour ago, um, I actually was on Twitter and saw that Marilyn Manson tweeted simply Bella Thorne about nine hours ago. What? Yeah, today. Literally today. Today is November 1st, 2017. Marilyn Manson simply tweets Bella Thorne. 
on this day, the day of our Lord. Okay. Do you I know- thought it was so such a coincidence. I don't have any idea what the context of this is whatsoever. Okay, what I'm picturing, and I don't know if this, <laughs> I don't think this is what's happening, but what I'm picturing is an Evan Rachel Wood 2.0 situation. You know that I, he and Evan Rachel Remind Wood. me what that is. God damn it, Kayla. I, I can't. So, Evan yeah. Rachel Should Wood. Should I disagree with you? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. It, this is more interesting if you know the story. So, Evan Rachel Wood, um, best known for Westworld. She's like 27, 28 at this point. When she was like 19 years old and she was coming. God, what the fuck? <laughs> Kayla's showing me the tweet. Um... But Evan Rachel Wood of Westworld fame, when she was about, like, 18, 19 years old, coming off of the success of 13, the greatest teen drama movie that's ever been produced, she starred in a Marilyn Manson video. This was at the time that he was married to Dita Von Teese. Marilyn Manson left, not so much left, Dita Von Teese as, like, stepped out on Dita Von Teese and forced her hand in filing for divorce. And then Evan Rachel Wood subsequently, like, took on all of Marilyn Manson's, like, personality and style traits for, like, a year and a half. (sighs) Wild. Okay. Honestly, if I were a celebrity, this sounds like some weird shit that I would do. Date Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson would just be tweeting... My name with no context at all, and you would see me as, like, a zombie lady <laughs> out in public. And then, you know, we go. you would debut your, you know, May-December relationship shortly thereafter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why I stay at home on the weekends. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Bella Thornwatch <laughs> might become a recurring segment on this show. Let us know if you are on board with that. Um... Bella does not appear in this episode because her face... Per se. Per se. Her face is blurred <laughs> out and her last name is bleeped out because uh, I'm guessing someone didn't want to sign a waiver or she never got a waiver in the first place. Um, but let's talk about the let's talk about the B and C plots because those did not play out in the public eye or not so much. Um, in the C plot, we have... Courtney, Kim, and Chloe visiting Planned Parenthood. And I know you and I are big fans of Planned Parenthood. Honestly, I have Cecilia Richards' headshot framed in my home. That's beautiful. Just above my bed. Just above my bed. That's great. So, yeah, you could say I'm a fan. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I found it so funny that uh, Kim is so into the JFK files because she didn't have a fucking clue what Planned Parenthood was in this episode. <laughs> she really didn't. First of all, was... first of all, she calls up Chloe and she's like, "Are you pro-choice or pro-life?" As though this would be something you just didn't know about your sister. <laughs> she was so like. Oh, the way they set this up just pissed me off beyond belief. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Courtney and Kim are, like, sitting on the couch just having, like, a chill sister moment. And, like, Kim's on the internet or some shit. And is like, OMG. The government will stop funding Planned Parenthood. What is it? Oh, my God. Women are freaking out. Why? And Courtney's over there like... I don't know, like, I don't get online. (laughs) It's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't get online. And it's like, yeah, they're going to defund Planned Parenthood. (laughs) Really quick. Courtney saying, I don't get online or I don't read the news or whatever is like the most gluten-free thing anyone has ever said. (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? That, like, I don't know. I don't get online. What's happening? (laughs) If you say that with any modicum of pride there is something deeply wrong with you and you probably believe in chemtrails (laughs) for sure for sure yeah no I was oh man I was so so livid I don't get online well 
they're the government's gonna take away Planned Parenthood's money and Courtney's like and so like the women are going wild I'm like whoa <laughs> pump the brakes there lady watch how you're talking about women anyway then yeah Kim calls up Chloe it's also funny because Courtney considered aborting Mason and that was on the show oh my god like Courtney went to like an abortion consultation <laughs> Not at Planned Parenthood, evidently. <laughs> Apparently. But we call up Chloe. Chloe gives what sounds like a very manufactured line, which is, of course I'm pro-choice, but I'm not pro-abortion. What are you even saying? <laughs> Here's the thing. Everyone should just be able to get an abortion. Done. Get an abortion because you didn't take birth control. Get an abortion because... You changed your mind. Women don't have to have a tragic backstory no. to get an abortion. No, and so what do we do? We go, they go to Planned Parenthood and, like, meet with all these inspiring women and, like, they sit down with these three girls who tell their stories and, of course, one, like, sets it up, like, oh, I got pregnant with someone I just started dating. I want to, like, get an abortion. And then Planned Parenthood talked me out of it. So she didn't get the abortion, she has this beautiful child whom she loves. Yeah, yeah okay, but, like, I want to see a story where someone has said, I think I'm going to get an abortion, and they fucking followed through with it and are the happiest they've ever been. Can we yes. normalize that? Yes, I'm sick of this Planned Parenthood doesn't just do abortion I'm rhetoric. So it sick does of that. other shit, but abortion is important, and it's it important is something that Planned that they Parenthood do. Provides it, yeah. yeah. And with all of the crisis pregnancy centers popping up, it's so important that there is a place that women can go to knowing that their bodily autonomy is going to be respected. Yes, this that whole thing just makes me annoyed. Planned Parenthood doesn't just do abortions. No, women don't just get on birth control to prevent pregnancy. No, but even if, but if they do want to be on birth control just to protect, prevent, not protect, Protect it. <laughs> Prevent it. Prevent pregnancy. They should be able to do that as well, and we should be able to talk about that and make that a cool thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like... There is... It reminds no me of... Need, <laughs> no need to moralize these rights that we have. We just have the right to do these things. I agree. It kind of reminds me of this whole argument about, um, like, trying to get men to respect women because they have daughters and mothers and sisters mm -hmm. or whatever like oh uh would you want someone to do that to your daughter or your mother and that kind of and like people get so pissed about that you shouldn't have to have a daughter or a mother to like be on board with women right yeah it that it reminds me of that argument if you can make that argument yeah. why can't you just be like yeah, we want birth control because we don't want to get pregnant. Yeah, we want abortions because we don't want to have a baby. Yeah. Women's personhood is not conditional. That's no. just a fact that has yet to be codified in the mainstream. But this is an important episode in terms of getting Planned Parenthood's name out there. They do do a little sidebar on... Planned Parenthood's um, holistic approach to health and how they try to promote healthy relationships, which is really what introduces the theme of this episode, which is healthy relationships. We see that Chloe and Kim have no problem identifying things they can or want or have the right to do in a healthy relationship. And we see that Courtney, because of her indecisiveness and her toxic relationship can't even begin to finish those three sentences no she has like she didn't even try no. chloe's like kim courtney kim what do you want <laughs> kim is over there saying i can do whatever the fuck i want and i just... deserve to be happy i deserve to be able to communicate with my partner, blah, blah, blah. Courtney is like standing there at the board like she's trying to solve an arithmetic problem <laughs> in third grade. She's trying to do long division up there and she's struggling. 
But that's really like what it's like coming out of a toxic relationship like that, I think. I think it's hard yeah, to figure it hit home, out. It hit home with her. Yeah. But sorry, I'm trying to see if there's something else. Oh. Um I mean our visit to Planned Parenthood is quick, but it certainly makes an impression on the episode. As we also see Kim trying to navigate her relationship with Steph. This plotline kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Me too. I, I messaged Ashley like after I watched this and was like, this is such a boring, stupid episode. I didn't like it. Even though I want as much like good press for Planned Parenthood as possible. I was just frustrated during this whole thing. And I remained frustrated while we were talking about Steph and Kim and Courtney. Yeah, because we hear from Courtney that Steph feels unfulfilled. She tells that to Kim. Kim is Steph's employer, which is when this ends up in a weird little triangulation of sorts. And we get into this area of conversation that is a little too close to talking about fraternizing with the help. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And it also rubs me the wrong way because there was an episode on Life of Kylie very similar about Kylie being quote-unquote too close with her staff or letting them take advantage of her or like being too friendly with them. Girl, you have enough money to pay for all of these people to live very good lives. You don't need to worry about setting appropriate boundaries with them or whatever. No, I agree. Who cares? Yeah. Kim is upset because Steph went, quote-unquote, went to Courtney about possibly feeling unfulfilled. That We don't really know what that means or no. what the context of that conversation was. Because Courtney is not really putting that in context at all. No, she hasn't. She's just like, yeah, Steph was like, she's unfulfilled. <laughs> she is just sitting there wearing a pair of overalls and no shirt for that entire conversation. hot (laughs) and it's weird because and Steph talked about this in her refinery 29 interview that we talked about in the spring Courtney didn't like Steph for years and Courtney admits that now but her and Steph are like really close and they call quote unquote wifey yeah quote unquote wifey (laughs) (laughs) but like I it's so weird to me that Courtney didn't like Steph like what what isn't there to like about Steph? I don't know. Honestly, I have mad respect for Steph, and I don't know her at all. Her hustle is incredible. She has incredible hustle, indeed. And that's why Kim spends a lot of this episode debating about how to talk to Steph, feeling quote-unquote weird about packing for a trip with Steph in the room and Courtney. <laughs> it's so... I was so frustrated by that whole thing. Kim is like, I wish that she would have come to me first to discuss her feeling unfulfilled. And now she has to, like, have a conversation in cap in caps, like, capital C conversation with her about what she wants and needs. And so they finally, like, go and sit down in a room that no one ever uses <laughs> Except Kanye. Except Kanye with uncomfortable couches and stuff's like, what the fuck's going on? Kim's like, oh, this is such a hard conversation. Like, Kim, you're you're a boss. You're a boss bitch. Yeah. Will you just have the conversation? And Steph is kind of like, oh, it's not really that. I'm just, you know. Just, just like in normal. My late 20s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just very normal stuff that everyone thinks, like, every fucking day. Yeah, like, what is the point of existence? Like, (laughs) what does my future hold? She's not like, I hate my job and I want to leave and this isn't enough. She's doing so much shit. Yeah. Just, like, just normal stuff. Yeah. No, I think it was, like, kind of taken out of context. (laughs) And, of course, she's very professional and she's like, oh, yeah. I wasn't going to talk to you about that because I'm your support. 
but, you know, Steph has a lot of hustle, and I think Steph wants to go places, so of course she's gonna put on her best face when she's with Kim Kardashian, the most powerful woman in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I was just, like, really frustrated with Kim for not being able to have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, as a manager... As a manager. It is hard to have those kind of conversations. And I do the same thing where I sit at my desk and I fret about having a hard conversation with someone. But you think Kim Kardashian would be having a lot of those conversations. It should be like second. Yeah, she has a staff of like a dozen people. I I expected more from her, I think. And I mean, I was also surprised because Steph is a producer on the show. This is the first time Steph has ever been part of a plot line, is what I'm saying. And I'm surprised that this is how she is maybe getting integrated into the main cast. I would love to continue seeing more of Steph. I would in the watch cast. a Steph show. I think that could be a successful spin Oh, yeah. Yes. I love that idea. It's very good. Steph, if you're listening, hit up E. <laughs> hit up Ryan Seacrest. We're ready. But we're copywriting this idea right now. But all of this takes us back to the A plot. And I also want to say this episode is coming on the heels of an episode all about how Courtney and Kendall want to establish a closer relationship and how it's so awkward when they hang out together. And this episode did not carry that thread forward at all. (laughs) They were literally in can together, meeting Courtney's fans for ice cream, chilling on a yacht, hanging out, being best friends. And we saw none of that. Or we had no commentary on that, on this on this growing relationship between two sisters of very disparate heights. <laughs> Which was quite obvious <laughs> if you watch their appearance on Ellen. I that was the first thing I love noticed. when they were photographed together. It is so funny to me. There's no true resolution on Courtney and Scott's relationship because there never will be. I think we can only hope that her <laughs> relationship with Eunice will be healthy and happy and maybe she'll have learned something from the advocates at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Courtney, as well as Kim, can do whatever the fuck she wants. She deserves to live her life. She does. How she wants. Exactly. Which is what she what she learned while she was at Planned Parenthood. They taught her that. And she's doing it. Yeah, I hope I hope she actualizes it and I hope that I hope that she stops telling Kim stuff that Steph says in confidence. (laughs) Healthy relationships go both ways. Yeah. (laughs) But that takes us right into power rankings in this relationship-filled episode. We're going to try something new for this power rankings because we had some background characters this week, some set dressing, and we couldn't quite decide where to put these people. Yeah, I think... Whenever I'm on the show, Ashley always has me do the power rankings, and I and I feel like she questions me, not outwardly, but just kind of like, are you sure? Are you sure that's what you want? <laughs> and just, like, lets me do whatever I want. Like, like someday you'll learn from your mistakes kind of thing. Like, Mom. <laughs> I mean, every – okay, every time I have a guest on the show, which is every episode – I like for the guest to do the power rankings because everyone has a different idea of what power is and <laughs> how how these rankings should be assembled. So it's super interesting to me because I love when people make choices that I okay. wouldn't make. I get that. And I think I think in talking about these power rankings together, we came up with mm-hmm. something interesting, which is the bench. People who appeared in the episode but did not yes. earn a ranking. I, I really love this new concept. As soon as you as soon as you yeah. um as you uh gave me that um idea, gave what what am I trying to say? Propose as soon as you proposed that idea, I was like, yes, I'm on board with this completely. <laughs> because sometimes like people have very minor roles in the episode, but like maybe have mm-hmm. something to say. 
Um, and I actually thought of someone else that we could add um, to the bench as well, but we'll get to that. Should we talk about who is on the bench? We should talk about who's on the bench. Okay, well, this week we've benched Kendall. She was there. She, she was, was there. She was in Cannes. <laughs> I think she really could have been leveraging this blossoming friendship with Courtney or these weird texts she's getting from Scott. Yeah. If she wanted to command some power in this episode, she had room to do it, and I just don't think she went for it. Yeah, agreed. Um, also, we've got Chris. Chris on the bench. Um, she was also just kind of there. She met Eunice via FaceTime. She did. She did. She allowed She's like, her Who's oldest Eunice? daughter. <laughs> she allowed her oldest daughter to ambush her, and that's not a power move. <laughs> you're right yeah that's a great way to put it um who's who's this third person on the bench the third person on the bench um that we didn't talk about um was malika i think that um she she i might even put her on the list because she you know kind of encourages chloe to have a conversation with kim about how you should interact with your employees Okay, I don't think Malika's on the bench, but I'm so glad you brought her up because she definitely belongs in this list. Yes, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, ooh, maybe we should have actually put her on the list. Yeah, Malika's that coming was off the bench. She Malika's is... going in the game. Put her in, coach. <laughs> She's going in. Um, All right. Yeah, we just she... have like a little bit Go of ahead. a flashback to Chloe and Malika's, like drama which you could probably explain better i actually saw it oh yeah yeah they did (laughs) we we'll talk about it when we get to malika's ranking and this is really exciting because i don't know where malika's gonna pop up on this i was gonna say we we literally don't have her on the list yet so who who even knows but i think we can agree that malika is certainly above scott who's coming in last (laughs) this week And we debated a little bit as to whether Scott's kind of chaotic, antagonistic force was exerting a form of power. But I think ultimately, we just had to concede that he comes off really poorly in this episode. He does. He's being very aggressive with Courtney, like, basically telling her to, like, that she and her her new boyfriend better watch out. Otherwise, he and his friends are, like, gonna jump him basically like i hope we don't run into you guys because otherwise shit's gonna go down cool you're gonna start some drama in fucking the south of france <laughs> cool <laughs> fun yeah so while in the context of the world of this episode scott might have been exerting some power over courtney in the kardashian world he'll never <laughs> have much power no because he's not not an executive producer on this show and Kourtney Kardashian is and that's ultimately why Scott's on the bottom Kayla do you want to tell me who's above Scott because I think I know who it is (laughs) you think you know who it is so that must mean this is where Malika's going (laughs) I mean are you gonna put Malika above anyone else Mm, no they Malika and Chloe could be like, no, I would, yeah, Malika is next. Having that conversation with Chloe, like, would Chloe have, like, even made that connection without Malika saying, hey, you and I had this weird thing when I worked for you. Maybe you should be the one to talk to Kim about how to handle it with her own employee. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's continue working out. We look really good. I need to wear more hoods. Exactly what happened? We yeah, did get Khadijah's uh, benched. We do get we do get a flashback to when, before Malika was everybody's best friend, when she was truly, I don't remember if she was an assistant. This was during the Chloe and Lamar days. It was a long time ago, but they've they've trotted this plotline out before, and Malika, I want to say, carried it with less grace than Steph. <laughs> I would have to agree. We get a flashback of Malika, like, sobbing on camera, so Steph didn't do that, at least. (laughs) 
But nevertheless, she manages to latch her star to the next person on our power rankings, Khloe Kardashian, who at least knows where she stands when it comes to abortion. <laughs> She's heard of abortions. <laughs> she gets online. Um, <laughs> we know that she's online. <laughs> but she also shuts down the DMV to get her driver's license photo retaken now that she's A new got, last name. Um, An old last name. Yeah, which I assume she's going to be changing again shortly, but for the time being, she's living her life. She's filling out her truths about healthy relationships, and she's um, not going to yep. France. What else do we expect? I think she's keeping it neutral. She's keeping it quite neutral. She is. I'm pro-choice, but I don't know about that abortion stuff. Having it both ways. So above Chloe, I debated on this one as well. Um, but uh, I decided to put Steph above Chloe. I think that she handled herself well in this episode, I suppose. She was just kind of like, mm, yeah, I don't think it's exactly what you think it is. And, but yeah, I, I would say for having such a close, close relationship with Kim and Courtney, she ma managed to keep her and Kim's conversation very professional. She has more behind the scenes power than Scott. Yeah. But coming in above Steph, we have Kim Kardashian, who stands up for a cause in this episode. I want to put that out there. I just, she just wanted to, like, have an opinion, so. <laughs> yeah. She wanted to be educated. I think it's a very mature move to educate yourself and to use yes. your platform. Um, yes, which is why, even as annoyed as I was by the setup of this plot, um, I can't be mad, I can't be that mad about it. I would definitely yeah. encourage anyone who is, you know, unsure to educate themselves as Kim and Courtney and Chloe did. She maybe falters when she waits on having that conversation, but if you read Keeping Up with the Continuity Errors, shout out to Mariah Smith, you know that that storyline was chopped and screwed over the course of three months. So, you know, she did what she needed to do to get this episode off the ground. <laughs> Well, uh, that just leaves our girl in number one. I feel like whenever I come on the show, Courtney ends up in the number one spot. I don't know. I if... was going to say, I think you are, you just have a, a history of being very Courtney-centric. I think that I do. My favorite one is when she just, like, took the kids to on vacation and didn't tell Scott. <laughs> that was my favorite Courtney moment. And so I think since then, because I feel like that's something I would do. And even though, as we know now, and I have come to the self-realization of in the past week, um, I wish that I was a Courtney, but I'm a Chris. <laughs> I've been telling you this for a while. You have. I know. Everyone has been telling me this, and I didn't believe it until I saw that photo that Kim posted of Chris in of the Chris floral with the pantsuit and the platinum blonde hair and with a martini glass in her hand and the red heels, and I was like, wow, that, I am, I'm that, I am that, I'm Chris. <laughs> you saw yourself. I saw myself in that photograph, and so I gave up on my dream of being a Courtney. But you can still support her. I do, and that's why she's in the number one spot. Yeah. Um, she goes to Cam with her new boy, young man, <laughs> gets ice cream, meets her fans, educates herself. Maybe comes to her own self-realizations about her personal relationships. And, yeah, that's why she's number one. Number one in my heart, number one in the power rankings. I do want to say this is the second week in a row that Courtney has been number one. Boop, boop. Do you think we should start keeping track of streaks on this show? Yes, I think we should have an Excel document. Okay, that's coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh my god, what if we did fantasy power rankings? Okay, I can get behind this idea. 
I've never done fantasy anything because I'm a Capricorn, but um, yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. Wow, this is so exciting. We're coming up with a lot of good ideas. <laughs> the bench is my favorite one so far, but. We have a lot of exciting things coming up this season on the K-Hole and this season on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I can tell you guys that next week, friend of the show, Amanda Craig, is coming back to Yay! discuss the next episode. I'm really excited to... There's a fucking siren. Sorry. There certainly is. <laughs> There's a lot of crime. <laughs> there is. <laughs> crime exists. <laughs> That's my hot take for the day. <laughs> I mean, I don't live in Portland anymore. No. <laughs> okay. Uh. Also, let me say one more thing before you yeah. start back into the yes. show. Um, sometimes I don't know what's on your shirt, like a rocket ship or something, but it looks kind of like a dick. <laughs> if you go. <laughs> it's a Star Trek right shirt. Right there. Yeah, right there, though. But if you don't, if you just keep, like, stop right there. No, t yep, right there. It looks like a penis. That's all. <laughs> okay. What's coming up next week? Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, we have a lot of exciting things coming up this season on The K-Hole and this season on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I can tell you guys that Amanda Craig, friend of the show, is coming back to discuss next week's episode which we're really excited about um that's great i'm excited to hear from amanda too she she usually has some good takes she really does um she's a super fan like i am so it's going to be exciting to reminisce about uh the history of the show a little bit and in the meantime you can always follow us on twitter at the k-hole podcast you can subscribe to us on itunes or leave us a review there might be a review feature on whatever other platform you're listening to us on because we're also on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're on Overcast. We're, you know... How do you get on Spotify? Great question. That's a thing they have now. I'll look into that. Podcasts. Yeah. Well, we're... Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> wherever your local RSS feeds are getting picked up, we're there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. Um... You can follow me on Twitter, too, if you want. I'll do another plug for it, at Kayla Chapin, C-H-A-P-I-N. Kayla, will you be participating <laughs> in Fantasy Power Rankings coming up? Uh, let's definitely discuss it. Okay. Well, you guys can... This has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude.